I had a client recently say, you know, I, I took care of their education. I raised them. They're, they're all successful. I don't feel like I owe them anything. They'll probably get something, but it's not something I'm like trying to do planning around. Welcome to the All Things Retirement Podcast with certified financial planner, Anthony Alpha. Here's your host, Ben George. Welcome into All Things Retirement alongside Anthony Alpha, certified financial planner and founder at Cardinal Wealth Group. I'm Ben George. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about age and wisdom, how they play a role in financial planning, how they play a role in your view of finance and money and wealth and how that changes over time and what wisdom comes along with age as well. That'll be the goal today. We'll have a couple of mailbag questions on the podcast as well. So stay tuned until the very end. Anthony, how's it going? One benefit of getting older, right? It's, uh, I guess, wisdom, right? Otherwise, the rest stinks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, pretty much. That is the uh, that is the benefit of getting older. Hopefully, hopefully, at least you you got wisdom coming along with it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, that's for sure. Certainly, back aches, hip aches, knee, shoulder, always something. It seems to be aching, but uh, everything's good. You know, just uh, looking forward to, uh, I guess, now towards the end of the year. Uh, summer was a lot of fun and. Now it's uh, on to the fall season. Yeah. Well, I'm um, hoping everybody has a good rest of the year. We kind of gear up for some some final half of 2021. Um, conversations probably will come down the road, but today we'll focus on age and wisdom. We're going to put this episode up on cardinalwg.com. You can also get Anthony's Tax-Free Retirement Toolkit there as well and uh, other resources that he offers you. And you can call directly if you prefer to call the office at 609-362-5512. So, you know, there's an old quote, you probably heard it before, age is the price of wisdom. I don't know if you've heard that one or not, Anthony, but it's out there. Um, we're going to talk about how that applies in the financial world. Um, and, and I want to start off by really kind of kind of getting a feel for your clients and how they view money over time as they get older. How does their perspective change? Does it change in terms of the way they view money and wealth? Yeah, I think it's a, that's a great question uh, for a lot of people, we, we really want to try to get a, a sense of their perspective uh, when it comes to you know, what they see in money, and because certainly it does a lot. It can do a lot for you in terms of your lifestyle, and it creates the experiences. I see that a lot of people kind of start to see it more as a finite resource since now they're in a position mostly heading towards um, no longer working. So they want to kind of try to preserve it and not do maybe something stupid with it uh, at this point in the game. So, you know, in terms of what we're trying to do is maybe incorporate a little bit more of life planning questions to intertwine, to better understand, you know, what, what's really important to them. Um, things like, you know, if money wasn't an issue or if they had uh, five to 10 years left to live, how, how would you want to spend it? Or what are you retiring to? And, and things of that nature, just to get a, you know, better a full picture and so that we can really help build out the the income to support it at the end of the day. Yeah, that that makes sense and and I think uh we all kind of see that stuff change over time as well. Um is there anything consistently that you hear people talk about? I know we we look back in our life and say, "Hey, I wish I would have known that uh when I was, you know, younger or I wish I would have known now uh when I knew or what I knew then what I knew now." Is there anything you hear specifically from clients in terms of finance that they say, "Hey, man, I wish I would have done this differently or I wish I would have maybe changed the way I, my habits were when I was younger?" Definitely hear a lot of common themes um, oh, you know, just doing this over time. Some of them, 
certainly are, you know, I wish I would have saved more, you know, with people not having pensions as much anymore and it being relying on them. That's, that's certainly very common. Even if they have more than enough money, they kind of just look back and say, I could have maybe done better. Some feel like, you know, I, I wish I didn't sit on the sidelines and always worry about all this market volatility and just would have kind of kept investing. And I, I think maybe two other ones that stand out is actually some say, I, I wish I would have started working with an advisor sooner. I would have learned a lot of these concepts much sooner. I might have maybe set me up even better than I am today. And I think the, the big one that you hear a lot more about is like tax planning and certainly like saving into like a Roth IRA or Roth 401k for a lot of people who have the majority other money, liquid money sitting in like an IRA 401k. So just them looking at it and say, well, man, I wish maybe some of the money was over there. So I didn't have to try to figure out the easiest, the best way to kind of get some of this money out of a lower tax bracket. I think it's just important too, like you can say this with finance and a lot of other things. I mean, it's always 2020, you know, looking backwards at stuff. And so I think people just need to give themselves a little bit of a break a lot of times. And most of the time, I think people did the best with what they had and, and the information that was available to them. And we just try to you know, reiterate that and let's, you know, celebrate what you did do. And in many cases, it's, it's a phenomenal job. And let's look forward and see how we can uh, you know, make it better. Yeah, no, I, I feel like you're always going to look back on um, things in life that you regret. And it, I feel like it, in money, in finance especially, because you can easily look back and say, man, I knew I should have put mo- more money into Apple. Or I knew I wish I, I, I saw Tesla. I heard about Tesla. Man, I should have put money in it when I heard it. Like, you're always going to have those moments. But I feel like when you feel when you look at it that way, you always miss what's ahead of you. Man, I remember my Tesla moment, too. <laughs> you, you've got one <laughs> I, of those? I do. I remember exactly where I was and <laughs> just couldn't conceptually see, you know, who this Elon Musk guy was and, yeah. and stuff like that. So I mean, but you know, looking at it now, you're like, oh, that makes sense. But I mean, you don't know. I mean, it was now I had to be, you know, certainly more than a decade ago that I I remember where I was when that concept came out in like in Car Magazine or something like that. Yeah, but, uh, no no doubt. I think we all have those moments for sure. Well, yeah, I wish I would have put in 10,000 bucks into that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I would have never held, held it for that long. I just, you know, it's, it's so risky. That's a good point. That's the other thing you don't think about is like if you did buy in and, and have big gains. I would have sold. Yeah, absolutely. you would have been out a long time ago, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's like Bitcoin, you know, people talk yeah. about Bitcoin. You would have been out a long time ago. You made a little bit yeah. of money. Oh, let me get out of here before the I emotion lose it of, Yeah, the, the emotion of when you're going through it is, is it, I think, gets somehow brushed aside at times when you kind of do, do the revisionist history at, at times, I think. Yeah, there's no question. All right, let's talk about worry. Um, how, how do you know people look at, at their financial issues as they get closer to retirement? Is there more worry about them or because they know more, I guess, now and they understand things more and they realize what's on their plate? Or is there less worry uh, than what they had when they were younger? I think it has more to do with just how, it, how people are just wired naturally. Um, I think worriers are going to worry and, and those who don't just really don't. Uh, I mean, certainly I think if you are somebody who has, you know, concerns generally, maybe they just change a bit. I, I don't know if you start suddenly start to worry a lot more if you never really did it in the past. But I think if, if you are somebody who has a constant, always worrying about something, maybe it changes from, you know, saving to how much you can spend or growing it to make sure you have enough to now to preserving it and not losing it or you know 
thinking about always the kids and now maybe reconnecting with your spouse or, you know, things like that. Uh, I think that maybe the, the topic changes a little bit. And, you know, I certainly want to know if you are somebody who worries a lot or if you're somebody who doesn't, because uh, it certainly will change the way that we approach things. For example, we, you know, I'd really love to know if you are somebody who really does worry. And I think everyone generally has some. But to what degree, you know, is it keeping you up at night? What is keep keeping you up at night? And, you know, we're probably not going to be able to totally change and eliminate it, even with all the software and planning and just, you know, if we can tell you, you know, with 150% certainty, you're not going to run out. I mean, there's certain people that just can't get that through their head, which is fine. Let's just make sure that we're always having a lot of touch points around the topic to make sure we're reiterating this to you. So it stays at the top of your mind to help battle back some of those fears. And and when you do feel like you're having a moment, just, you know, reach out, give us a call. Let's relook at it and, and re-go over things. Or if you heard something out there that might affect it, let's, let's talk about it. And that's kind of the way that we, we go about it here. I got you. It makes sense. You know, wh- one thing I think about when I when I think about age and, and, and how your perspective changes when you get older, a lot of it, you know, deals with family, right? As you have a family or grow a family, you know, you start to, to see what priorities are most important to you versus when you were younger. And I think that definitely plays into legacy. So I'm curious if you see people that change their view on legacy as they get older, maybe that started and didn't really think much about their legacy when they first met with you, but as they progressed and as they got close to retirement or into retirement, that changed. Rotten kids will definitely make you change your <laughs> legacy uh, yeah, uh, thoughts. But I think that some of that has to do, again, with how you grew up in your household with money and what your parents did and the perspectives that they have kind of um, have shown you or, or done to you. And I think that will naturally flow into the kids and, and grandchildren. And I think just looking at how successful that they were, but also looking at, well, are their own kids doing really well? And should we give them money now or when we're not here? Or maybe would it be best to leave it to the grandchildren or or somewhere else? I I think that the topic is more front and center because they're not 25 and 30 and they're realizing that, you know, life doesn't go on forever. So that naturally, I think once you get beyond thinking about are we going to have enough money and be okay and, and you know that a natural thing is well it looks like you're going to have a bunch left over what's up with that and i think that for some people they they want to be thoughtful early on about it and what they can do and what options that they do have and, and other folks kind of just kind of let it go and and you know say you know there should be something but if there's not, so be it. I, I had a client recently say, you know, I, I took care of their education. I raised them. They're, they're all successful. I don't feel like I owe them anything. They'll probably get something, but it's not something I'm like trying to do planning around. What about risk? This is kind of the last, I think, piece of the conversation uh, where I think maybe your, pers- your, your, your view of it changes quite a bit. And, and I think it should. I, I mean, I guess the first answer is it should, right? Because you should change your, your view of risk for when you're older versus when you're younger. But how does our age and our wisdom uh, impact that decision? I really have noticed this, though, just recently with, you know, being indoors and not traveling as much anymore. Um, I recently went on the highway a couple times where I used to go on the highway pretty much every single day, like 
four times out of five of, of the work days because I, I traveled a lot more and I was always on the highway. And now COVID working from the office and doing all meetings remotely and uh, and we don't really travel to uh, our clients anymore, but I recently got on the highway. I was like finding myself in the middle and the right lane a lot more now. I, I definitely feel like my risk tolerance on the highway has changed. And um, you know, I think it's just a natural progression for a lot of people to just start to be less risky. And I think there's, you know, you have a similar instance with your own money and retirement and, you know, you don't want to mess it up. You, you got this far, you saved up a bunch of money. The last thing you want to do is go through a lot of roller coaster rides with it and might want a little bit more just, you know, some consistency at the end of the day. It's not to say that they don't want to take some risk. I think they just really want to make sure and understand how much are they taking and is it appropriate for what we're trying to do? Can we take less or do we need to take a little bit more or whatever it might be? But I think they they want to have more conversations around it to truly understand it in a much better context than they did maybe when they were 25 and 30, when they were just kind of blindly, I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of people just blindly throw it into the 401k and really don't think much about the risk. One other thing about what you said, like that most people should become less risky, I think you said um, in the beginning of the question, I think that de depends. Like, for example, I have a client who has way more than enough money for retirement. And we could certainly, if we looked at it just from the lens of taking on the littlest amount of risk, they probably could just keep all their money in their savings account and they would never spend through it. And they would have a lot of money left over. So we could take much less risk. But at the same time, going back to like the legacy question, this person, you know, wants to help out his children and his children's children because that's what his father did too. And that's ingrained in him. And that's he feels like it's almost his obligation to as like a trustee to his children to pass money on. So we're taking it, you know, the approach of, well, let's just identify how much of your nest egg we actually need just for your retirement. And we'll put a risk profile around that and anything left over the remaining amount that we really don't need. It's still there if we need it, but it's highly unlikely you're ever going to spend this other chunk of money today. Our goal is to actually grow it. And we're taking a much more aggressive profile because he's never if it just sits there in in savings to him it, it's like he's like it's lost time it, it can let it grow for the next 30 years so i think it just depends on your unique circumstances in terms of what makes the most sense for you i got you fair enough i, I think it's just interesting to look at how age affects everything and uh, appreciate your perspective on on what you've seen and 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 personally how you've how you've changed your views of things as you've gotten a little bit older too and I'm sure things will continue to evolve for you as you get uh, closer and closer to retirement and maybe if you have more children I don't know if that's in the plans or not but whatever the case is it's probably going to change again but it's interesting to kind of see how that all plays into your financial planning all right mailbag time today we got a couple questions I want to get to we'll start off with Charles. He says, I've been very blessed and I probably have more money in investments than I'll need during my life. Should I start giving away money to my kids and grandkids now so they don't have to worry as much about estate taxes and probate costs? You know, that's a that's a really tough question, Charles, to answer without knowing more. Obviously, your situation, like most, is, is unique and what assets and goals and all that stuff and that you have to give away. 
so it's really hard to say, but I, I would kind of probably start off with a, a list of the assets that you do have. How much of it do you need for your own retirement needs? Identify which assets that you're okay with parting ways with, and then really figuring out, you know, does it make sense to give these assets away now or, or later? Uh, what I mean by that is um, you might want to, you know, if, if you have the flexibility here, if it's all just investment money that, you know, it's maybe a moot point, but if you have, say, real estate and, and stock or maybe um, interest in a business, you have, you know, different types of assets there that you would consider which make the most sense to gift. So what you want to do, or at least consider, uh, Charles would be saying a stock, for example, might not be something that you want to give outright today, but you might want to actually gift that to them upon your demise because they will get a step up in basis on uh, on that stock on the date of your death. So if you had a stock that you bought at $5 and now it's worth 20 they will now take ownership of that at $20. So they, they won't have any really income tax consequences to deal with. So that would be an asset that's probably best to wait to give to them. So I, you really want to kind of look at, you know, which, which assets are going to make the most sense. Another thing that you also want to think about is, you know, should they be given outright? Should it be, you know, put into a trust? Should a, you know, maybe like a charitable remainder trust, things like that, that um, could benefit not just you from a tax standpoint where you can get a, a tax deduction either now or your estate could get a tax deduction, but also your family members could get a, a use out of that and, and maybe even also help out a charity at the end of the day. So it's a tough call to just kind of give you the answer, you know, through this and you really want to sit down with maybe a financial planner or an estate planner to really go through what um, strategies make the most sense for you. Very good. Thank you for that question, Charles. One more today is from William says, investing for retirement seems simple to me. Why not just invest in dividend paying stocks, live off the dividends, and then never dip into your principal? It's a great question. And we, we get this a lot. And I would say you know, to William that you would need a significant uh, nest egg large enough where you'd feel comfortable today only living off of about one to two percent of that principal and the reason for that is that if you're going to have a diversified portfolio of all dividend paying stocks of that as well the problem is you know dividends have significantly come down either companies are cutting it dramatically or, or eliminating it altogether and so you know, you're not really seeing uh, 5% dividend rates like, like you used to as often anymore. Um, and if you are just hunting those ones with a significant dividend, now you're kind of putting your overall portfolio at risk if that, you know, one or two companies that you're looking at, um, you know, end up having a, a, a bad performance. So you might be, you know, concentrated in banks or tel telecommunications or utility sectors or something like that. But you know now you've kind of are losing diversification there, and, and that's a risk onto itself. So you really want to look at it, and, and for most people, and then that doesn't even incorporate taxes, right? So if you're, you know, if it's coming from an IRA, you got to pay ordinary income taxes, or if it's coming from just a regular taxable account, you could be losing 15 to 25 percent for you know dividends um, for the taxation of that as well. So you really want to look at it on an after-tax basis. You might not have enough there. 
some certainly will, but most people just don't have enough money to make it work today with just a dividend only type of company and, and not dipping into principal. This is why, you know, with today's interest rate environment and lower dividends, it's really put a lot more stress on investing altogether. And you really got to look at it, not just from dividends, but you want to look at it from capital gains, you know, the growth of stocks and bonds, and also bond income now is like a total uh, portfolio in terms of how you're going to really take on income in retirement to maximize it. All right. Thanks for the questions. We appreciate them. As always, you're welcome to send them in to us via the website, cardinalwg.com. If you do have questions about what we talk about on the show, always encourage you to call Anthony directly, 609-362-5512, and actually can sit down and, and walk through the issues, questions, concerns you have, or just get you started on your retirement plan, whatever your case might be. Please subscribe to the show wherever it is you listen. We're on every podcasting platform, all the major ones at least, and you'll find us there, and we'll have a new episode coming up pretty soon. So, Anthony, look forward to talking to you again then. Thanks a lot, Ben. Have a great day. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.